Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. I'm delighted to host this podcast and share key trends and innovations for each of the 25 industries we serve. At SAP, we like to say that we speak the language of our customers, and this language is industry. We've been supporting all industries for more than 50 years now, and it's exciting to launch this podcast and discuss with industry experts the business value that they get from our solutions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. My name is Tom Raftery with SAP, and with me on the show today, I have my two special guests, Manny and Paul. Manny and Paul, would you like to introduce yourselves with maybe Manny as the guest going first? Sure. So my name is Manny Key. I'm actually a director of information solutions at Maple Leaf Foods. I look after the order to cash processes. And today we're going to be talking about intelligent trade claims management, which falls into the pricing and trade realm, which I kind of have ownership of. And Paul, I don't mean to, to, to diss you like that. You're also a guest on the podcast, but you're, you're a colleague, an SAP colleague. So please introduce yourself. Fantastic. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, Manny. Uh, yeah, Paul Smith, Global Industry Principal for Consumer Products for our Customer Experience part of the business. And uh, I'm also the Solution Manager for Trade Promotion Management and Revenue Growth Management Space, which our Intelligent Trade Claim Solutions sits within. And I'm really uh, excited about today's conversation. Uh, just talking about something new and innovative and really thrilled to have Manny be able to join us for this today as well. Fantastic. So, What's trade claims management, Paul? I'd never heard of it before we had the prep call for this conversation. Uh, I, I, I got to say, it, you know, never heard of it. And and we did have a prep call about it. So I, I actually do know what it is, but I'm guessing a lot of people listening to the podcast are in the same position I was in, you know, last week. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I could describe it as, uh, well, actually, where we should start is saying what's trade management? I probably shouldn't describe it as this, but it's part of the dark arts of consumer products. <laughs> right? But it's a really essential and fundamental process in everything that consumer product goods companies do. So it's the most important sales process in consumer products. Most CP companies are spending significant amounts of their sales revenue giving rebates back to their retail partners. And the way of kind of visualizing what happens here is imagine you go into a store uh, I mean, something I do with my teenage children and they uh, and I usually get very excited when we see our favorite snack products being discounted. So they're already imagining that they're leaving the store with multiple tubes of their favorite potato chips. <laughs> so and I'm kind of looking across everything from confectionery to all forms of other kind of consumable products. And those items that are either on the end cap or stickered or discounted on the shelves what that usually means is that that retailer has had a promotional agreement with the manufacturer of those products. And those are contractual agreements. And what it means is they run for a particular point in time at a promoted price. And when that promotion is completed, the retailer then has to submit to the manufacturer a claim to be rebated the amount that was agreed for that promotion to take place. And what that means is there is a department within CP companies, sometimes even a whole floor of people whose job is to receive those claims. So it's part of the accounts receivables process. People receive all of that paperwork and it comes in many myriad forms as well, because there's no standard for this. 
every retailer submits something slightly different to another retailer. And it basically says, for this product promotion that ran at this point in time, we would like to claim back this amount of rebate. And then starts the real headache for the accounts receivables department, who then have to go and trawl all of that paperwork that says, okay, we've received this request from our, one of our valued retail partners. We've now got to match it up with what was the original contractual agreement. We might have to go and have a chat with the salespeople. Um, we've got to go and check that this promotion was actually correctly applied. Did it apply for the right period of time for the right products? And if you imagine this running at scale across all of those possible retail stores in markets the products are sold at, this becomes a big challenge in terms of paperwork and volume to deal with. What that means is most CP companies usually have those rebates sitting on their balance sheet for like nearly 50 days. So the industry average is 48 days for them to process the deductions from these claims. That's 48 days in which their balance sheet is kind of uncertain and they don't know exactly what their cash position is. So it's driving significant kind of financial inefficiency in companies as well. So you've got this problem of it's a difficult, manual, laborious task. It has an impact for the CFO and for the financial position of the CP company. And the retailer obviously wants to be rebated as quickly as possible and know that everything is kind of in line. So big headache. So just for the fact that we all like getting promoted products, and it's the season for promoted products at the moment as well. It's Q4, right? So lots of promotion activity happening now. That's all will have been planned from like the start of the year. It'll have been refined during the year. But right now, coming into kind of Thanksgiving and into the holiday season in many parts of the world, huge amount of activity on promotions at the moment means there's accounts receivables departments going to be getting all this paperwork in December and January. And there's uh, a lot to trawl through. Okay. Fascinating. So, (laughs) Manny, I mean... Let's start, Manny, with, first of all, you giving us a little bit about Maple Leaf Foods for people who might be unaware, and then tell us a little bit about your experience with these kinds of promotions. Yeah, so just a little background on Maple Leaf Foods. We are um, a protein company, and we are uh, we have a vision to actually become the most sustainable protein company on Earth by better food, better animal care, better communities, and better planet. We're headquartered here in Canada and just outside of Toronto, Ontario, if people know where that is. Uh, We employ about 13,000 people in various locations. And uh, we primarily, our products are fresh pork, fresh poultry, uh, packaged meats, as well as plant-based protein. So that's kind of a little brief history on Maple Leaf Foods and what we do. Nice. And what's your experience with these promotions? Again, we, uh, like like Paul alluded to, we uh, we create uh, about 12,000 promotions a year in terms of our, our major um, CP customers. And again, we, we average probably, oh, let me see here, about uh, 90,000 trade-related invoice claims every year to kind of match up to these promotions that are coming in from our customers. And again, it is, a, it is a pain really to kind of do this because you kind of like have to be Sherlock Holmes to kind of find the, the deduction to match with the right trade promotions. There's back and forths with the customer to get any kind of supporting documents. It is a lot of manual and tedious work to kind of go through and, and get this kind of matched up. And it, it's not value added work, really. It, it is just, again, 
having something to do and, and it's, it's mind numbing in the sense that, you know, you're always looking for the right promotion to match with the deduction that came in from the customer where we can spend this time elsewhere. Okay. And what have SAP done to help uh, Maple Leaf Foods in the process, Paul? Um, so a little while ago, we, with our industry cloud, decided to look at this problem again. So our trade management solution and platforms had a claims capability in there, but again, it supports that manual process. And we thought, looking at the world of artificial intelligence and machine learning, so actually there's something to be done here in terms of using automation to be able to match up those inbound claims with those promotional agreements. So, you know, can we, we set ourselves the challenges saying, can we use an AI to be able to look at that claim that comes from the retailer in its myriad of different forms, some of them come in a spreadsheet, some of them can come as PDFs, and can we identify the exact products and promotional agreements and speed up that process. So we let the robot do the matching and to take some of that manual legwork out. And we set ourselves some fairly lofty goals of saying, you know, we want to bring that average of 48 days of days deductions outstanding to less than 10. We want to collapse the cost of, at the moment it costs on average CP companies five to $8,000 to be able to process a thousand claims. We wanted to get that, to 25%. We're going to get it to 1,000 to 2,000 for claims by automating kind of like as many of them as possible. We, except there's always going to be kind of like outliers and exceptions and things that still need further investigation. But we also wanted to build a single source of truth. So something that for all of that legwork that's being done between the claims analysts, the sales teams, the key account manager, and the retailers themselves, there's one place that's a definitive source of truth that says, here's the promotions that ran, here's the rebates, here's the supporting proof. Because, you know, sometimes you have to demonstrate that the promotion was run correctly at the right time for the right price points and bring all of that together in a way that speeds up the process so that people can just literally kind of go, yeah, approve, approve, approve. We'll investigate that one a bit further. Or even set up automated rules that says, in these cases, just ship it through. Because most CP companies have a, a, a kind of like a threshold amount whereby if a claim comes in uh, below that, they just write it off and just pay it. So which for CP companies, you know, that can be cash leakage and being able to bring that threshold down can actually improve the financial position of the company as well. Okay. Uh, Manny, you have been involved in the co-innovation of this with Paul and his team. How has that experience been for you? I got to say the experience itself has been uh, fantastic. Uh, we started the journey back in 2019 with uh, the SAP Eureka team, and uh, they have been very accommodating to our schedule. Uh, during that time, what took a, a duration of probably about 22 months really was kind of put on hiatus for a time uh, period while we were going live with our S4 um, conversion, a brownfield conversion actually, which uh, consumed a lot of time. But uh, we regrouped probably at, at the tail, well, in the tail end of uh, 2020, which uh, in November and December, and began the work again, picking up with the ITCM team, and started piloting our, our production data in February till June of that year, and going live in July of this year uh, with our grocery business. It's been a fantastic experience. The SAP team has uh, SAP team has been very accommodating like I said, to our schedule, very helpful, insightful, and again, kind of driven to succeed because this was a co-innovation 
uh, and they wanted to make sure that this was of the utmost success. And there was high visibility across the SAP landscape on this one. Cool. And were they any good? Did they deliver what you wanted? They, uh, again, uh, we had some lessons learned. Again, uh, not everything is rosy, uh, rosy picture when you're developing something brand new. But uh, for the most part, we are we are happy with the experience. Uh, in hindsight, there are some lessons learned that we would have probably implemented and making sure that maybe a little more robust testing as well as some exceptions that we we kind of came through that uh, we saw uh, and machine learning is something that the machine needs to learn. So if, again, <laughs> if there's uh, differences between what you call a certain spend type and the customer calls a, di a different spend type, a certain spend type, it may not match up. So again, there is that machine learning AI bit of it as well. And just to speak to the, uh, the days outstanding, we were actually uh, pretty good in terms of our, our, our financials itself. Uh, I know Paul kind of alluded to what the industry standard was, but from a Maple Leaf Foods perspective, we actually were sitting at about 30 days deductions outstanding, and we were processing about $3,000 per uh, 1,000 claims and 1% in written deductions. But what we wanted to achieve was to be not just you know good at it, we wanted to be kind of best in class at this. So we saw ITCM as an opportunity to drive that forward for us. And that's that's why we kind of undertook this journey because we did see, again, this opportunity to be the best at, uh, at deductions matching and, and best in class in terms of our, our uh, outstanding deductions. Okay. So Manny, can you speak to outcomes from the project for yourselves? Yeah, not a problem. So again, we are working through one major customer right now, and we are exclusively focused on their grocery deductions, which uh, again is probably a quarter, if a quarter of that, uh, maybe a 16%, I, sh I should say. Uh, again, 50 deductions, we're kind of matching up to uh, with a grand total of 350 if we include their retail business. The matching is right now sitting at about 65%. When we did do the pilot and the um, production data back uh, from February to June, we were sitting at about anywhere from 88 to 93%, which we do want to achieve. And that is coming through, again, what we talked about, the machine learning and the matching algorithms that we're trying to build, because a lot of these are exceptions. Once we figure out the grocery, we believe we have a lot of faith, actually, in that the, the retail will just be seamless. So again, we'll get the grocery completed and then move right on to the retail side of things. So you expect to drop that 30 days even more? We're hoping to again. Yes, absolutely. Like if we can get down uh, to, to maybe 15 days, that would be perfect. Uh, again, anything better than 30, like, uh, like Paul said, we get the liability off our books, right? Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, Paul, are the robots coming to take the jobs or is, is, is Manny going to have to lay off loads of people and, and all, and Manny's ilk and lots of other of our customer, customer companies? Well, I, I think the thing I would say is, you know, the robots are making claims analysts' lives richer and easier because what this is doing is it's freeing up the time to properly go and investigate those more complicated claims, all those claims that were just being written off, all those that would be like long-windedly kind of protracted. I mean, there's always in this process, exactly as Manny said, even the AI kind of gets tripped up by some of the outliers as well. Some of that's still going to need to be addressed and mopped up. I mean, the way I like to think of it is I've got a robot vacuum cleaner and uh, that doesn't mean that I still don't have to go and do the stairs or clean the cobwebs out or get to those harder to reach places. I still have to go and do that. In, well, in fact, actually what the robot lets me do is I now get to do those things because previously my stairs were filthy and uh, there was cobwebs everywhere. So, But now with the robot vacuum, 
beautifully pristine floors and actually i've got to do the other bits that were always more of a challenge so and that's actually what this allows people to do is it removes the kind of that drudgery stuff that was actually a bit of a thankless task that just required kind of human mental endeavor uh, and it was never ending as well this actually allows kind of the account receivables teams to do things that are more kind of interesting and something that can really help kind of swing a positive kind of financial aspect for the company. Nice. Nice. Manny, what's what's next? What's coming next for you guys? Well, uh, again, we're, we're working with one of our major customers right now. Our goal is by 2023 to have five of our majors on and they account for the bulk of our deductions that come in. Uh, not to say we don't have mom and pop shop deductions, but again, if we can get through this uh, and get to our five majors, it'll, it'll eliminate a lot of that, like Paul said, manual drudgery work that our, our AR trade team is kind of doing. Okay, superb. We're coming towards the end of the podcast now, gentlemen. Is there any question that I have not asked that you wish I had or any aspect of this that we've not covered off that you think it's important for people to think about? I'll, I'll throw that one to you first, Manny. Uh, no, Tom, I think you covered everything off pretty well. Again, we had a, a fantastic experience with the SAP Eureka team and the co-innovation opportunity that was presented to us. I would, I would strongly uh, promote this to anybody else who's looking to co-innovate. Uh, again, it is a time commitment. The testing pieces around that to make sure that you kind of go through them, uh, dot your I's, cross your T's. Uh, but again, the experience itself has been great. And Paul? Yeah, I, I mean, just picking up on Manny's thread there, I mean, co-innovation is the way in which we are kind of moving into some of the cloud transformation that SAP are doing across all sorts of areas and swathes of what we're doing with our consumer industry cloud, whether it's in responsible design and production and sourcing, or whether it's what we're doing with revenue growth optimization. We're doing all of this in concert with people that really have the problem. You know, we're not trying to sit in an ivory tower, scratch beards and kind of think, what if we built this? It's kind of like we're bringing the idea of we could build this and then going and working with people that have really got that problem on the ground because it solves real business challenges. And that's the whole ethos that we've got within what we're doing in industry cloud, in consumer products and in industry cloud generally in SAP. Working with fantastic collaborators like Manny and the Maple Leaf team that's allowing us to give them you know, first mover advantage in this space, but ultimately that kind of additional capability is going to improve the lives for other CP companies as well. So and that, that I think is a really kind of key and important point. It's part of our evolution in SAP. It's what we're doing with industry cloud. But it, the rubber only hits the road when we've got those brave pioneering customers that want to come on the journey with us as well. And for that, we're eternally grateful to Manny and the Maple Leaf team for doing this with us. Tremendous. We've had a fantastic team across both the SAP and the Maple Leaf side of things. They've just been tremendous in terms of the work they've put together. Excellent. Excellent. If people want to know more, Manny, about yourself or about Maple Leaf or any of the things we talked about on the podcast today, where would you have me direct them? Uh, Tom, I'd ask them to speak to their SAP representative and, and channel it through SAP so they could get in touch uh, through that mechanism. Okay, Paul, yourself? Yeah, me, I would say it's always good to be looking at sap.com. We have material up there for intelligent trade claims management, a very compelling video if people, I'm just uh, just finding it on Google. So we actually do quite well on SEO through the uh, synonym of intelligent trade claims management at the moment. We also have kind of blogs and other materials coming out on multiple sites specifically kind of around this topic as well. So, uh, but going to sap.com, you'll find all of that. 
Superb. Gentlemen, that's been great. Thanks a million for coming on the podcast today. Fantastic. Thank you, Tom. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Manny. Thank you for listening to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast. If you want to explore our industry portfolio to find the solutions you need to run your business better, faster, and simpler, please visit us at sap.com slash industries.